Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy with the Metro Buzz, where we bring on leaders of Middle Tennessee on to talk about their story and what they're doing and the great things they're doing in Middle Tennessee. And today, who do we have? Yep, we would like to reintroduce one of our all-time favorite guests here on the Metro Buzz, Carrie Bringle. He founded his first restaurant, Peg Leg Porker, in 2013. Upon opening its doors, Peg Leg Porker was quickly named one of the hottest barbecue joints in the country. His second much-anticipated concept, Bringle's Smoking Oasis, offers the smoke of the Southwest. The menu is stocked with smoked brisket, ever-famous pulled pork, a Bringle version of beef ribs, and an array of can't-miss homemade sides like Mexican street mm. corn and Texas-style baked beans. And we're excited to talk about that. We and are. Some. So yes. welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for having me back. You know, just like last time, we talked mm -hmm. a little bit about this, but it's even more now. But how did you work through the opening and closing down in Nashville? You know, it, it, uh, the, the pandemic was certainly hard on everybody and, and closing closing down was tough. But we, we did, you know, we kind of did just what was what was required of us. And so we shut down for a period of um, six weeks, I think was uh, the most that we shut down. And uh, mm -hmm. and we did that. We, we actually had a case of COVID come through the restaurant right before yeah. that shutdown. And so uh, we shut down when they told us we had to. Uh, as soon as we could open back up, uh, we did. We did with limited service to go. You know, nobody mm -hmm. really knew what was going on at that point. Yeah. And then uh, as soon as we could open up the dining room again, we did so just absolutely as soon as we could. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, mm -hmm. we abided by the mask mandates for the staff. So the staff wore masks. And then we put signs on the door, you know, that said, hey, please, you know, uh, <clears throat> wear a mask. But, you know, if people came in my restaurant and they didn't have a mask on. We weren't, we're not the mask police. We weren't harassed. Yeah, you, you know, and so... A lot of restaurants went way overboard uh, with this <laughs> we agree. and um, yeah, and they suffered tremendously because of their uh, response that, mm -hmm. that that we now know really wasn't warranted. And uh, yeah. and so um, we tried to take a minimalist approach to it. We did what was required. You know, yes. restaurants are always sanitary and clean, yeah. and we went right. we took extra steps to make sure that everything was wiped down and clean. And, uh, and, you know, having that attitude of, hey, you know, we want to feed you, uh, whether you got a mask on or not. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I have a tremendous team that did a great job in, in the pivot. And then I have a, um, a tremendous VP of operations who did a, a great job at making sure that any available grants or uh, loans that were out there mm -hmm. were available to us and, and we were able to take advantage of those and follow the rules and get yes. those paid back and wiped clean. And so um, that helped us get through it and we just stayed as lean as we could. Yeah. I love that. And it's great that everything for the most part, at least in the South, is get, oh, yes. getting back to normal. Thankfully. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, it's, it's starting to get back to normal. People are tired of this. You know, some of the mandates you see in the truckers in Canada, are absolutely fed up and, and they've got their protests going on right now uh, against mm -hmm. the mandates. And, you know, here in the here in the states, you know, they've said trust the science. It really hadn't been that much about science. It's been more about politics, unfortunately. 
and uh, and I think that everybody's getting tired of it. And with the midterms coming up, uh, some of these politicians are forced to change their policies. That's true. True. So Absolutely. tell us about the new two new concepts you have: the Pink oh, Star yes. and Bringles so Smoking Oasis. Well, the uh, Bringles Smoking Oasis is something um, that we we kept getting people to ask asking us for brisket and. And when we would offer that at Peg Leg, you know, when we would do more Peg Leg pork restaurants or spread them out around town, mm -hmm. that's not our business model. That's not who we are. Yeah. When we opened up yeah. Peg Leg, we said there's going to be one Peg Leg and that's it. And right. it's going to be its own concept. It's going to be its own destination spot. And the menu is not really going to change. It's going to be what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've stuck to with Peg Leg. But as people wanted some more variety from us, you know, and I had a, a friend, my buddy Shane Smith, asked me, you know, he was like, when are you going to start serving beef ribs? And I said, well, I, <laughs> and I, I, I just happened to have a, another friend show me a piece of property. I really wasn't even thinking about a second location. And um, when he showed me that property, uh, I really liked it. I liked yeah. the area. Uh, they told me they would sell me the property, so I was able to buy it. And um, it's a real unique triangular shaped property right in the middle of a neighborhood. It's kind of the cornerstone mm -hmm. of the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. that's where we decided to do Bringle Smoking Oasis. And the, the concept was was always, it's, this is going to be different than Peg Leg. So yeah. our customers yeah. can enjoy their consistency and regularity of Peg Leg, but sure. they can also mm -hmm. come over to the Smoking Oasis and get uh, brisket or beef ribs. And oh, we wow. do pastrami and, and sausages and Mm. And it's it's been received very well in the neighborhood, and we're excited to be in the neighborhood, and, and it's been great so far. We're only open on weekends right now, just while we're trying to step up yeah. these winter months. Ninety percent of the seating is outside, so it's very weather dependent. Okay. Right, I understand that. Mm -hmm. So when do you think you'll be fully open? We'll starting in March. We'll start to okay. open up more uh, more days when March Madness rolls around. Mass, <laughs> you know, we we've got big screen TVs, and so people are going to want to watch all of the all of the sporting events there. And as the weather warms up, it'll be a lot more possible to, to hang out outside. Um, so we're we're working on that right now. Um, our other concept is Pig Star, which we did in conjunction with Delaware North. You know, we're 100% family owned and operated mm -hmm. business operating in the airport is its own animal. And so we partnered with Delaware North on our airport location, and it's called Pigstar. And so Pigstar has a limited menu that's much more suited for the airport. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's got some items that we don't have here. I curated the menu and the design of the space and worked with Delaware North teams to make sure that it was a, a good representation of our brand in general and um and then we supply the pork for that and uh and it's it's been good it's, it's just slow at the airport right now and um oh, right. we're on concourse b and and they've canceled so many flights that mm -hmm. it's just it's mm -hmm. ramping up and same thing we're trying to staff it as well it's tough to get staffing these days but you you know you've been a fighter all your life because I read that you had cancer at 17 that you beat. She was 19 and she beat one cancer. I did, yeah. yes. Yeah, well, that's right. It's uh, it, it, it sets you up for success, you know, when you have a challenge that young. Yes. It, 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 it shows you how, li how short life can be and uh, and that uh, you need to make the most of, of every moment. And and uh, that's what we've done. And we, we turned that what could have been a, a terrible tragedy into a triumph by making the Peg Leg Porker brand. 
And uh, it made me a stronger person. And I had great support from friends and family, which was, which was overwhelming and and, uh, amazing. So since the brand was built around you, the peg leg, what was that like when you first opened? Uh, You know, it it was good because we already had, um, we already had a following. I had already built that brand and, and sort of put it out there. We did some competitions. I was bottling my sauce in my dry season. And I was on social media promoting peg leg. So before we opened, we had a good bit of hype, which helped us, you know, really get a good kickstart when we opened the restaurant and then helped us build a national reputation. And that kind of leads me into where did you get your interest in Texas barbecue? Well, you know, Texas barbecue has really grown in popularity in the past uh, eight to 10 years. And I've got a lot of friends that do some great Texas barbecue down there at uh, uh, Wayne Mueller at, at Louis Mueller's Barbecue in Taylor, Texas, and all the folks at the Salt Lick are good friends of ours. And then we have, you know, the, the editor for Texas Monthly, Daniel Vaughn, is a friend, and a lot of folks down there in Texas that, uh, you know, that we could observe and learn from and, and uh, talk to and mm-hmm. get advice. And, and we've cooked brisket in the past. We just didn't do it on a daily basis. <laughs> Uh, and we didn't do it at Peg Leg because we said we weren't going to serve beef at Peg Leg, and we still don't. Right. And so um, the Smoking Oasis is an opportunity for us to sort of spread our wings a little bit in uh, the diversity of our cooking and introduce some ideas that are not necessarily as uh, in a box as we have at Peg Leg. And so it's a still a 100% family-owned and operated restaurant, um, but with a different twist and... Um, you know, and a little more flexibility in what we do. And and we like that. And and so far the neighborhood was, has responded well. Now this is a very big weekend with football. Oh, it is coming up tomorrow. Yeah, tell us about your truck that <clears throat> Nissan built for you, the Pitmaster truck. Yeah. So uh, I, I've been driving a Nissan Titan since 2004. I love the truck. I had the regular Titan. Then I went to a diesel Titan. And then uh, in 2021, I went back to a gas Titan. Oh, wow. And um, uh, I talked to my friends at Nissan who we'd worked with in the past. And uh, uh, we decided that we would do a, a ultimate pitmaster truck. And so they were like, well, what kind of grills and stuff do you need on that truck? And I said, well, we pull smokers. That's what pitmasters do. We don't necessarily have grills built into our trucks. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, I said, what I really need is a rig that supports uh, all of the tools that I need for that smoker. And so I need to be able to hook the smoker up to it, take off and go somewhere and have all the tools of the trade on that truck to support that smoking rig. And that's what we built. And so we've got, uh, we worked with a lot of different partners. We worked with LTE CTS, uh, LGE CTS Motorsports out in California to do the build. Uh, We revealed it at the SEMA show. Uh, we worked with Truck Hero, with uh, uh, Lightner Designs, uh, MagnaFlow Exhaust, Pelican Case, uh, just a whole host mm-hmm. of folks that provided parts for the truck uh, to make it the ultimate pitmaster truck. Wow. We're still adding some things to it as we as we find the need, and it's a day to day truck. It's it's what I drive every day, and so it's a it's a great vehicle and a and a great truck that we love to show off. Awesome. So are you doing anything with it this weekend for the Super Bowl? 
uh, you know, I'll have it over at the Oasis. I don't know if we'll be using the truck much. <laughs> yeah. There. It's going to be so cold outside. <laughs> yes. I'll be sitting outside around my truck. So, <laughs> but, uh, it's like the Tennessee weather. It's like it could be 81 day and 30 the next. Yeah, it was 70 yesterday and it was 19 wow. this morning. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it that's you know that's just the Tennessee weather for you you know you, you know you get all seasons you know you you can you can get all seasons in this in the twenty four hour period too. Yep, yep, you really can. You really <laughs> <laughs> so um, as you know, a lot of people they see what you do, and, and you know you're doing so much right now, and you got so many things going on, and they see you know so some people could see oh man he's doing a lot of great things, but it takes a lot of work to do what you do. And I always want to talk about that side of it because I think a lot of people gloss over um, the grinding side. So tell us a little bit about some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to build the way you are today. Sure. Yeah. Opening a restaurant is not an easy task. <laughs> opening any kind of business is not easy. I've certainly uh, uh, built several. Businesses. Restaurants about the worst, though. Yeah, it's tough. I, I've done several businesses over the years. I've always kind of been a serial entrepreneur from the time that I was in high school. Uh, up until now. Uh, I really enjoy the restaurant business because I like the people aspects. I like to make people happy. And when I, when we cook for them and it makes them happy, it makes you happy. And, um, you know, but it, it was a grind. I mean, we opened the restaurant. We spent a year building it out. Uh, once we got it built out, you have to just rip the Band-Aid off and, and get in there and, and get it open. And, mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, it was a grind for the, probably the first two years. Uh, me and, and my right leg man, Stephen Dresch, who's one of my GMs, uh, you know, we worked every shift, every mm -hmm. day. Wow. And so every moment that we were open, I was here at the restaurant. There were there were no breaks. It was a, you know, it was a grind. And, and people that want to open a restaurant and then go be an absentee owner, it's a very tough proposition to do. I, I'm able to do that a little bit more now. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm still, I'm here at Pegleg every day. Uh, I've got an amazing team. I've got great GMs with Dresch and with uh, Leighton Hilbert. And uh, I've got a great VP of operations with Deborah Creaseman and a great uh, team around me. And uh, they make it possible for me to be creative and work on new projects like writing the book. I just published Barbecue for Dummies this year. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, and then, uh, you know, and then also... Uh, expanding our liquor company we're now in 10 states soon to be oh, in cool. 12, yeah, awesome. and we're building out a blending and bottling facility uh, for that brand and so uh being surrounded by great people that believe in your brand that work hard for you and if you treat them right yep. uh, then it allows you to be able to go out and expand that and when you yep. expand that you're creating more opportunity for yep. people that are important to you and right. so that's what's important to me is that I've had this good opportunity. I had people help me along the way. And now I want to try and do that for other restaurateurs or for my employees internally and help create opportunity. For them. And like you said, a lot of people, they want to start a restaurant and be an absentee um, owner. But a lot of employees don't <coughs> like that. And that's why a lot of them fail, I think. Whereas with you, even though that there's sometimes you won't be there because you're creating, I think your employees by this point know you've been all in from day one. They do. You know, it's a, a they've seen me and then I go down and I cook and I uh, work with them. And, uh, you know, they see me on a daily basis because I'm here on a daily basis. And uh, 
unless I'm traveling or out of town, then you're going to find me at Peg Leg and my office is upstairs and uh, I've got an apartment here. Sometimes I live here. So, it's, wow. Uh, oh, wow. you know, it, it's, uh, it, it takes that kind of dedication if you want to be successful. And, yep. and there's a lot of restaurants and there's a lot of great ones. Uh, but just because you have a great restaurant doesn't mean you're going to be successful. Yep. There's a lot right. more elements to it. And, and a restaurant is a business just like any other business. And if you can't run a business, you have no business owning a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Especially again, you know, I've I've had a, I've had friends of mine that that own restaurants in the past, and and they're like when someone asked them what advice they would give, they, they would say, "Don't." <laughs> well, a lot of people that think they want to own a restaurant might just need to go spend a bunch of money at a local That's restaurant true. and get yeah. treated like an owner uh, rather than actually own it themselves. It might be a lot easier road right. and a lot cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because I think <laughs> right. that's why my friends would say that to people because they're like, they're so, you know, most people that want to go into being a restaurant, you know, they see these chef movies and chef shows and all reality yes. shows and it looks so glamorous. So you get these people that jump in who got a little extra money and they jump in not realizing and they don't know anything about the business the work side that's of it involved because it's not way more. Glamorous. It's not that glamorous. <laughs> 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 if you was in it for the glamour, it wouldn't be here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. You know, speaking of teams, all I go um, tell you know we always like to talk about the team a little bit because um, teams never get any love, but on our show they do. So tell us a little yes. bit about the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah, absolutely. We've got I've got a great team. Steve Dresch, like I said, I call him my right leg man because I'm missing a right leg. I got two. I got two <laughs> hands. I don't need a right hand man. I need yes. a right leg man. There you go. I love that. Love that. Uh, he and Leighton Hilbert are my are my GMs. My other managers have been with me for several years. Uh, um, my catering director Diane does an amazing job on site and off site. Um, I got Brian and Nick are my other managers. We just brought mm-hmm. on a friend of mine I went to high school with as a manager at the Oasis Pandy Efferdink. Uh, she does a great job and. Um, you know, having those people you can rely on is great. And then my day-to-day uh, people that, that work in the kitchen at the mm-hmm. restaurant uh, do a great job. They've really got it down. You know, when you come into Peg Leg, it's a, it's a machine. It, <laughs> it, you, get the food, you know, you, you place your order and the food is out. Yes. And, um, uh, you know, that's, that's due to that team being mm-hmm. professional and mm-hmm. knowing what they're doing and, uh, and paying attention to what they're doing. And a lot of them have been with me for five, six, seven years. Oh, wow. A lot of families that work with us, where we have multiple family members uh, working yeah. for us. And so, whereas some companies shun that, uh, we say, you know, it, it can be a it can be a big benefit. If you're a family-owned yeah. business and you support other families, then that's a powerful tool. And, and exactly. independent, family-owned uh, businesses, and specifically restaurants, are dying in this town. Uh, there's not a whole lot. Everybody is either going with a big restaurant group or going and starting a chain. And, uh, there's very few independents left. And so mm-hmm. the, way to, the way to support those is just by going in and, and eating and drinking and, and uh, understanding that that is, you know, what makes that, that place unique is that yeah. as they yeah. touch. And uh, so we love to see when families make this their tradition to come and spend a certain day at Peg Leg or a certain holiday at Peg Leg or at the Oasis. Uh, it really warms our hearts because that's what we're all about. 
Yeah. So what are some sources of inspiration for you? You know, I, I've had, uh, there's other chefs in town that, that I uh, consulted with before I ever opened that were uh, super. Uh, they, um, uh, my friend uh, Tandy Wilson and uh, Jason McConnell were both very helpful and instrumental. Um, I talked with a lot of people, my buddy uh, Dave Wattell and, um, and even my friend uh, Pat Martin, who uh, we knew each other before either one of us ever had uh, a barbecue restaurant. And uh, yeah. we were already friends and um, both having barbecue restaurants, it's been nice to have uh, other friends. I'm friends with uh, Will Newman and with Jack and all the other barbecue owners in town. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. So it, it's, we've got a good community. And the great thing about Nashville is that there it's a, the restaurant community is a tight one that oh, wow. generally mm-hmm. get along for the most part. Uh, you don't hear of many restaurateurs fighting with each other. Mainly it's offering to help and lift up and support the other restaurateurs in this town. And that's a powerful thing. It is. Now, what would you like for your legacy to be as a restaurant owner? What would you like to be known and remembered for? Uh, you know, I, I think the thing that I would like to be known and remembered for the most is that Terry Bringle uh, was good to his people and treated his team uh, with respect and uh, dignity and offered them the opportunities that they were seeking. That's awesome. And I'm going to put you on the spot here. What are some of your favorite menu items from your restaurants? Well, our dry ribs are a specialty. That's probably, you know, that's the cornerstone of what really built this business uh, over at the Oasis. I never was a uh, corned beef fan, but we make a smoked brisket over there. I mean, a smoked pastrami over there that's uh-huh. uh, out of this world. I like brisket, you know, and so I love having it there. We've got some jalapeno cheddar sausages that are really okay. good. And so uh, there's a lot. I, I love, And I love our baked beans. I think they're dynamite. Awesome. <laughs> so what's next for you? Uh, you know, we're, we're working to expand the, the spirits company and get into all 50 states. And so um, that's something that I'll be focusing on in the next uh, in the next uh, year. Uh, or over the next 12 months. And uh, and then I may sit back and, and try and take it easy for a little bit. And, <laughs> you know, uh, spend as much time as I can with my family. Uh, mm-hmm. My children are in their 20s now. Uh, one of them works for me. I'm helping oh, another wow. one start a welding company. Oh, and cool. my daughter is in uh, still in school. And so uh, mm-hmm. spending time with my wife and, and those children is, uh, is uh, always quality time for me. That is awesome. So as your brand grows bigger and bigger, what's something you hope you never forget? I, I think, you know, we, we never want to forget to uh, to help other people and always uh, lend a helping hand. I've, uh, I've tried to mentor uh, several other uh, up-and-coming restaurateurs that want advice and are looking to me for, um, for you know, any kind of advice or, or, or business acumen. Uh, I like to do that. And um, mm-hmm. that, you know, that's something that that's important to me is always, um, you know, always remembering the people that helped me and, 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 you know, pass that on, you know, uh, pay it forward. Uh, exactly. Try and help mm-hmm. those that are, that are starting out that are like I once was and, uh, you know, giving them a helping hand. And, and we like to work with our, 
neighbors in the community. We do a lot of work with um, with Room in the Inn and with mm-hmm. Mission, and so um, we like to support those who are helping others in the in the community, and also organizations like Operation Barbecue Relief that are oh, going yeah. just getting. Tell us about people. them. Well, it's a great organization uh, that uh, that goes around that they they pre-plan when they see a disaster is imminent. Uh, they pre-plan to oh, wow. to mobilize, and they'll take you know uh, three to ten smokers out to a mm-hmm. site. They work with a lot of vendors that have been great about donating, and then they sure. work with folks mm-hmm. like me and other people in the barbecue community, like my buddy Jason Paragon with Paragon Paradise Catering, or my buddy Billy Terrell with the Beach Pig uh, Catering. You know, we'll go out and and deploy and um, and you know, either go on site or help support with donations or with or before they get their uh, operations center built. So like when the tornado hit Nashville, we helped mobilize OBR mm-hmm. before they were able to get to town. We already started cooking meals. Oh, wow. out. And then during the pandemic, over the course of uh, four weeks uh, between Peg Leg Porker and Martin's Barbecue, we fed about 36,000 people over the course wow, of that's amazing. with free meals that they needed uh, and organizations that helped distribute them. Well, that's important. It is. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, you know, what advice would you give somebody? And it don't have to be for necessarily for a restaurant, but for someone who wants to start a business or maybe they just started a business. What advice would you give that person as they go through this craziness? Well, you know what I tell them is, you need to you need to think about the impact it's going to have on your family. Starting a business is hard, and it's hard on your family members. Uh, I know with my with starting this restaurant, when my kids wanted to see me, my wife just had to look at them and said, "If you want to see Daddy, you need to go to the restaurant, or you need to work in the restaurant." <laughs> so, the way to get them yes. to work, right? So at some point, they all worked in the restaurant. <laughs> one, of, one of them is still working with me, but it. Oh, wow. it um, you need to think about the impact on your family and you need to think mm-hmm. about it economically as well. And so if you have a good day job and you're able to start your business as a side hustle yeah. or on the side yeah. and grind it out and do it nights and weekends, then, um, then you can, you can do that. And, and it's, it doesn't, you know, people say, well, you got to be all in. Well, you can be all in with it as exactly. a side hustle until yeah. you make it, where it can support you to jump all in and so don't don't give up your family's economic uh stability i mean when we opened up peg leg we put everything we had in it and it was all or nothing and it was a it was a a, a, you know a live or die situation (laughs) whether you know if we weren't we didn't have the choice of failing because we would be completely broke and yeah You know, and so, but I don't advise that for everybody. Not everybody has the risk tolerance level that somebody like mm-hmm. like me does. I, I'm 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 out there, you know, and I'm all. And, and the reason I'm successful now is because of the many failures that I've had in the past. And uh, and so, uh, you know, don't be afraid to try something. There's no stupid questions. There's 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 no complete failures. If nothing is ever a complete failure, if not to serve as a bad example. And so, uh, you know, if you learn from your mistakes, then that's the most powerful lesson that you can learn. And um, mm-hmm. but if you jump all in, it's something that may not be a great idea. You know, 
then you can really hurt your family and yeah. it can be tough mm-hmm. on marriage. Um, so if you can do it on the side and build it up, and there's a million ways, there's a million side hustles these days with the internet, yep. uh, oh, e-commerce, yes. uh, that there's a million ways to make good money. Uh, just mm-hmm. find something that you're passionate about and that you're good at. Exactly. And you also have to, you know, one thing I've learned too is you have to be careful who you listen to because some people will try to tell you it can't work and you might trust this person and then you give up on that dream when they've never done what you're trying to do. Yeah, you know, I mean, it uh, uh, can't never could, right? <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, you, you, you want to try and go get opinions from multiple people. Yeah. You know, I, I love the show. I love the show Shark Tank. I watch it really. We love, oh, we love it too. And, and, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons why I love it is because you got a panel of five people. And so you're getting different opinions. And so although yeah. Mr. Wonderful may say, that's a terrible idea, go outside and shoot it behind the barn. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes entrepreneurs need to hear that. Sometimes, you know, you do a business plan and you do all your research just to find out that, hey, I probably shouldn't do this. I may not mm-hmm. be able to make a living. But yeah. then you yeah. get somebody like a Mark Cuban that says, well, understand, I understand it conceptually because I'm looking at it from a different perspective. And mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea. And so it's good for an entrepreneur to hear multiple opinions. And you need to have multiple mentors that have different views on things so that you can get, a, you know, you can get all different opinions from different angles of how people see things. Yeah. And that's the yeah. crazy part about Shark Tank is, is you're so right. You know, all five people. And a lot of times they all have such different opinions because, you know, like you said, half of them may say this is a bad idea. Yeah, that's and, and one, one of the sharks will say, I like this idea. I think it can work. They invest. And then it and then when you hear updates down the road, that's the one company that makes the 50 million dollars. Yep. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's good to have people that are not always like minded like you. You don't need a bunch yeah. of yes men as an entrepreneur. You need skeptics. You need people. I've got friends that are, you know, I, I lean sort of libertarian and more conservative, but I got a lot of friends that are very liberal. And yeah. especially in this industry, I got a lot of friends that are very liberal. They have a very different take on things than I do a lot of the time. But, yeah. you know, we agree 99% of the time on most things. Exactly. And, uh, so if you don't let those differences divide you, and what makes us unique and what makes us good friends is the fact that we can have different opinions and we can have an intelligent conversation about it rather than saying, well, you're just stupid for thinking that way. Then uh, I was with a group of friends last night that are much more liberal leaning than me. And, you know, we had some discussions, but nobody got heated. Nobody got in a fight. It was, hey, I think about this. You each allowed each other to have your own opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that. And that's what America really is about is each of us having our own opinion, allowing each other to express it and still be there for each other when it all said and done. Yeah, absolutely. So as we close out, tell everybody how they can find you. Well, you can find us on the web at www.peglegporker.com or www.bringlesmokingoasis.com. You can find us in the Gulch for, for Pegleg Porker. Then at 903 Gleave Street, uh, right off of 8th Avenue. And over in the Nations, we're at the uh, split of Louisiana and Centennial. It's a oh, big wow. black uh, building. It was an old gas station. Uh, <laughs> and you can't miss it. It's got two big, huge Jumbotron screen TVs. 
And uh, both places are great. In the airport, you can find us on Concourse B outside the Delta Gates uh, with Pigstar. Love awesome. that. And, you know, we really ha enjoyed having you we back did. on, and we definitely look forward to having you back down the road again. Yes. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me, and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the weekend. All right, you too. Oh, same to you. We'll talk with thanks. you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.